Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a football Friday. We look great in the Lagmaster quarter zips, gorgeous orange. God, we look good. Merely Bo, the great Z. You're living good, the native land to the semis. The Croatians coming through on the PKs once again, taking down the behemoth Brazil. And it looks like, it looks like we are going to have, I think it's the, is it the fifth straight or the sixth straight European champion? No, not necessarily. Argentina plays Netherlands right now. Argentina? Morocco is still in the mix. mix. But Uh, you got Portugal's likely going to beat them. You would have said the same thing about Morocco against Spain. You would have said the same sure, thing against sure. Brazil against Croatia. You can't count. The Croatians were in the finals a year. Like, no, they've, they're good. they've been in the oh, yeah. semis I mean, they're, of the finals their three midfield times in the with 2000s. Modric and those guys is as good as any midfield in the whole tournament. And they're money in PKs. You don't want – you do not so want there's, them in there's the PK. A, yeah. It, look, it's awesome. Uh, it's crazy that, it, that these things have happened. Um, it's also, I think, absurd. A couple of things. Number one, that you play this sport without knowing when it's going to end. Yeah. Imagine if we were playing a football game, you're like, well, there's around six minutes left, but you can't see it. Nope. That guy in the striped shirt will tell you exactly when it ends, but it's really up to him when it ends. You you can't use clock at all. None. You just yep. play randomly until some guy decides that it's over. I mean, that's insane. Stoppage time. That, that, that feels like it'd be pretty simple to sort out, right? Just stop the clock when there's a guy injured. Doesn't that just solve it? Just stop it? And people then go. like it. They like the, the unknown of the stoppage time. It's ridiculous. And then the other thing is, like, for a major sport to determine a winner so often by a a skills competition, in any other sport, we would never put up with it. We would say, this is ridiculous. At the end of the NBA Finals, you're not like, okay, look, we can't sort this out. Hey, give me Steph Curry. And Garland, I don't know, do a three-point contest. Let's see who wins. And, yes, there's incredible drama to it. And the pressure of it The pressure is immense. immense. But it's usually on the favorite far more than the underdog. What do they got to lose? They're not even supposed to be there. So, typically, what happens is is the favorites blow it on PKs if it gets to that point. That's why And you were, we had a a group thing going where you were texting back and forth. You're like, our only hope is to get to PKs. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing Morocco did to Spain. Like, just try to get to PKs. Um, and get to a skills competition. It's one thing, though, if you get to like a nil-nil PK, but when you're down one nothing and you get an equalizer in the 116th minute out of 120, like that's insane. But wouldn't it have been better if they just played to a win? Well, yeah, it would have been great. One of them win. Like next guy to score wins. Brazil was going to win. Right. Well, well, I don't know if they would have won or not. I do. To your point, Croatia scored with four minutes, allegedly, of stoppage time left. Yeah. So they could have kept going. It, it could have continued, certainly. Incredible. Yeah, it was Just, great theater. But uh, it seems a, it's so strange to award it that way. It's wild. The skills. I do think it would be fun, though, like in the NFL. Like, there are no games should end at a time in the NFL. And if they don't want to play any more football, if they don't want to do the college rules, like yeah. I think you should each team's kicker. You start at the 35 and you go 35, 40, 45, 50 until somebody, misses. until somebody misses. That would be the pressure. Like everybody standing around. Yeah. That would be great theater. It would. I, I think that I can't argue with you on the drama or the theater of it. I can only argue with the spirit of the sport of it. What about only in the regular season? Obviously. Hockey does the same thing. It's stupid. Only when in they, the regular season. In the regular season, hockey does shootout. Yeah. But then in the playoffs, you have to score yeah. in real time to win. 
I think it is as absurd as what I'm saying is, and granted, yeah, it would be more fun and more interesting than having the Giants and the, the Commies tie a football game. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. But all they have to do, they know the way that they can solve that, and that's just the college they overtime. Don't do that. They just won't. I think the NFL is too prideful to just say, yeah, hey, they're, they're doing it better than us here. Like, so throw in this kicking thing. That'd be fun. Yeah. Be wild the first time it happened to you. Us doing a kicking contest? Feels like every would not be good. I don't feel yeah, like historically. Come on, he made a fifty-eight yarder around. Does anybody still have his number? He made a fifty-eight yarder. Yeah, he did. But I mean, it's you know, it's been dicey through the years. It so is. that's yeah. The um, but it was it's tremendous theater. However, it shakes out. So you, it'll be uh, Croatia will play the winner of Argentina and the Netherlands. Which is a big game, which is a monster. Uh, last chance for Messi. I mean, it does kind of open the path for him. He hasn't won a World Cup. Um, the thinking was, my God, how can you beat Brazil? Because they play a similar style. Uh, Argentina will have more top-end skill than Croatia, provided they get there. Um, but the Netherlands are going to be game. And then on the bottom side, you're going to have to try to deal with – I mean, France is probably the best team left now that Brazil is out. And France won the last one over Croatia in the final, if I'm They not did, mistaken. yeah. They got England, and then the other one is Morocco and Portugal. So it feels like France – it would be shocking if France didn't get through. When was – what year was the last one? Was it 18? 20, uh, or was it? Yeah, 18, 18, 18. It was 18. Yeah, 14. Germany won in 14. France in 18. Um, yeah, it was 2018. This okay. is just supposed to be in the summer right. instead of the winter. Right. Did you see the? Uh, there was a thing floating around today of most watched shows, period, on television. Forget demographics. Just most watched shows on television for the year in 2022. The NFL was number one. College football was number two. Number three was the FIFA World Cup. So despite the fact that it's happened now, that's total. So that's Telemundo, Univision, all of that. But in the United States, it was number three. Number 13 on the list, I think I could have you guess, I don't know, a thousand guesses, and I bet you couldn't get it. To number 13? And it's 100% a show you've heard of, but you would never guess it. Like that it's that high? Yeah. It's a thousand guesses, so I won't, I'm not going to put you through it. Yeah. Gunsmoke. Never even heard of it. Yeah, the Western. Like the old one? Isn't it yeah. an old show? Yeah, it's on syndication. It's the 13th most watched show, period. Taking demographics out, just the most 13th most watched show in America this year was Gunsmoke no at 13. they made Yellowstone. The Red Zone was like, uh, tw- like 18th on the list. That doesn't count under the NFL because it's not a game per se. Because it's not a game. Yeah, the Red Zone was like 18. Just Red Zone. Sponge- SpongeBob was like 17. But, like, Gunsmoke was 13. So what you said, one, two, three, were the three sports. What was four? Yellowstone? Uh, no. Uh-uh. It was, um, you know, like, NCAA basketball was fifth. The NBA was nowhere on the list. Baseball was nowhere on the list. Um, and NCAA basketball was, like, fifth, I think, because of March Madness, clearly. Yeah. Um, in terms of total eyeballs yeah. viewing. I can't remember what, what was What was the four. top non-sport? Do you remember that? Off the top of your I head? had it pulled up. Let me um, – I want to say it might have been like the Today Show or huh. something like that. might have been a news show. Like Friends was way up there still in syndication. What? Yeah. yeah. Who's watching regular TV? That means you're like watching TV that's like. That's why I didn't put the demographics in it. Old people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like who's watching just TV? Who's oh, watching Gunsmoke oh. on TV land? Hey, look what's on. Doug. My mother-in-law. Look, See? Look what's Every, on channel 247 I, It's on right the TV, now. man. Yeah. Nobody's so she she, she guns- grew up without TV. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we, we showed her all these different channels. 
there's a Western on every night. Uh, yeah, there's like TV land or something. Yep. So that's that's Matt Dillon is Gunsmoke, right? That's the operation. Matt Dillon? Yeah, he's the he's the guy in Gunsmoke. What? Yeah, James Arnaz. Think about it. that show hasn't been on the air live in forty years, probably. Matt, Maybe more. Matt Maybe Dillon. 50. Matt Dillon had a TV. No, 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 no. Not that Matt Dillon. That's the name of the character. James oh. Arnez is the. Actor. I was going to say like, Matt Dillon. What are we like, talking about? I mean, I bet you the last. That's why I couldn't believe it. The lies, last live episode of Gunsmoke had to air fifty some years ago. I remember Dennis Weaver. I know that dude. Don't you think? Like fifty years ago, Gunsmoke last last new episode. I mean, my father yeah. grew up on it, so oh I mean, yeah, I would, I would think. Dennis Weaver was a beast. All right, let's let me. We're we're into it now. Nineteen fifty-five. Fifty-five. Yeah. Fifty-five to seventy-five. Yeah, so fifty years ago, basically. Forty-seven years ago is the last new episode, and it's still thirteenth. How? <laughs> People like it, man. Was Matt Dillon named for this Matt Dillon? I feel like he'd want to be. I need to know that. I think that feels like a lock. Yeah, that he would be. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's what – in terms of – we've got a bit of a big one here on Sunday, and unfortunately a melancholy way to start the show. Amari Cooper injured in practice on Thursday with a hip. He did not practice today. He is questionable for Sunday. This is a rather large development, sir. It's not a small development, I'll tell you that. It's a huge deal. Amari Cooper, the last receiver to go for more than 100 yards against the Cincinnati Bengals team. Amari Cooper, uh, 131 yards in that game, a season high – and we're already, you know, dinged up. Bell is a little bit dinged up. So that means you'd be going out there. My guess would be with Donovan Peoples-Jones and Michael Woods with Yeesh. David Bell inside. And obviously you'd have to get a lot of Nick Chubb going, a lot of David Njoku. Well, Bell didn't practice today either, though, right? Did he not? No. He did not practice. Well, no. then, so he then you're talking about two receivers? Demetric Felton. You're going to activate Mike Harley Jr., my guess, or Dalen Baldwin off of the practice squad. I mean, this is that is not good. That is disastrous. Yeah. Jalen Darden doesn't know the offense well enough. Mike Harley, maybe they give him a shot. Look, here's the thing. If Felton's going to be out there, you've got to at least give him the ball a couple of times. Yeah. 38, 38 snaps, one target, no receptions, no touches. Otherwise, you're playing 10 on 11. Right. And if he can't, if he's not deserving of the ball going to him, then some, you got to get somebody else out there. Yeah. Michael Woods, I think, has a chance to be productive in this game for us if this is, in fact, the case. But that is a monstrous blow to us uh, if there is no Amari Cooper. And how we deal with that is going to be tough because Eli Apple's actually playing pretty well for them this year. The guy that you could go at is the rookie. And, and I wonder if, you know, in that sense, they would – Maybe just say we're going to double Najoku and double Donovan Peoples Jones, and somebody else is going to have to catch all the passes. And and do we have a somebody else that is capable of doing that? I think that is a real question for this Cleveland Browns team. Now, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, I'd almost rather put them all on the field, put both of those guys on the field with Najoku and two receivers, rather than doing a lot of eleven personnel. If if we don't have the the hosses to necessarily do it. We were um, incredibly. We have been incredibly thin at wide receiver since training camp. The injuries have only exacerbated it, and this is where you are now. So this has been an issue all season. Uh, you've been able to piecemeal it together. Everybody knows that you need more receiver depth, more quality at the position uh, once you get to this offseason. Uh, the one thing we could always count on was Amari Cooper, and because he's always been there, he's been a bit of a blanket over what has been a pretty bad situation. And if he can't go... I mean, I just even just from like a line perspective, that's got to move at a couple points. I mean, no that's doubt, 
an enormous development if if Amari can't go in this game. Um, so yeah, my guess is that Mike Woods would be the starter there in that event, and that is that's a it, you don't have anybody who can win hard, you know, man to man. One of the stats I came across in getting ready for this game is that Jamar Chase averages three point three one yards per route run. Yeah, against man coverage. That's second in the NFL. Bo, would you like to wager a guess as to who number one is? Um, hit me again. I was looking at Michael Woods' stats. Give me, give me that again. Mike. Uh, two, two catches, catches 21, 21 yards. yards. That's right. Um, Jamar Chase averages 3.31 yards per route run against man coverage. Yep. That's second in the NFL. Do you have a guess as to who might be first in the NFL? Considering the framing of the question, would it perhaps be T. Higgins? No, Amari Cooper. Oh, Amari. Amari Cooper. 3.33. So... That's how we beat them when they loaded it up. They played man on the outside. How we beat them was we got the ball to Amari Cooper in those situations, and that's what the Browns did. And you're not going to have him potentially in this game, and that would be a massive, massive loss. I hope that you know he's able to go. You hate to see a practice injury. That just we've had significant ones already this year. Greg Newsom misses two games now. Amari with a hip in practice. Uh, that's just that's rough. That is a rough scene. It's it's absolutely brutal. I mean, the, the, the Woods has two catches on the season. Yeah. So you you know, DPJ you can count on. Chief you can count on. Beyond that, nothing. And there's nothing behind it. No. That's the other thing. It's not like Woods and then you got a couple other guys. Like if Bell can't go and he's not practicing today, there's nobody back there. Schwartz is on IR. It's people that you've never thrown to. It's like the pandemic. No, the Remember only the pandemic game against the Jets when Baker was meeting people he just spent in the parking lot to block for him. Yeah, it's like, like Jamarcus that. Bradley and a guy that yeah. we signed right off of uh, right off of waivers, right off the street, got into that game. Um, the one thing that could, you know, I'm sure he worked quite a bit. He being Deshaun Watson with Mike Harley Jr. and with Dalen Baldwin when he was running scout team. Um, but that's not exactly what you're hoping to hang your your hat on there, that's buddy. Not, that's a knife to a spoon fight situation, or a spoon to a knife fight situation. You're you're not yeah yeah yeah. That's the you know with with Chase Boyd and Higgins on the other end, and you're gonna have to score points. He has that been our recipe. No, he's been our guy, but it's it's a big loss. I mean, he's on pace for 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. Yeah, he's I been mean, a dude. Yeah. How about last night? Unreal. It was. I'll, I'll tell you what. Good for Baker. Fun to watch outrageous mismanagement by the Raiders. Fireable, I think, a little, mismanagement by the Raiders. They're up 16-3 to three with five minutes. And the referees, there was a lot there. The notion that you would play press man yeah. when they have to throw it in the end zone, basically, because any completion inbounds was going to be game over. Game over. Field the, goal does them no good. That you would play they press throw man into the zone. from the 23 yeah. and have one single safety, not even – two safeties mm -hmm. to prevent that exact thing from happening is ludicrous. The idea that you, so happy for Baker, yes. 98 yards, no timeouts, their entire off defensive strategy, they only once had to throw to the middle of the field. Yes, they let him throw it to the outside. outside it was insane. All day long, they threw the two goes to human being, the one human being I never even heard of on the right side, the kid who was in his second year, never even yeah. heard of that guy. Uh, threw a jump ball down the right sideline, and then he threw a – that was a dart for the for the game winner. That was sure. a great ball. Um, but to to allow that and not and not give the middle of the field when a team doesn't have any timeouts 
was one of the most stupefying things I've seen all year uh, for a team that's still in it. It was as Vegas bad as what we it. did against the Jets, honestly. It was that bad. It was, it was as bad as that. Yeah, there's really no way you lose that game. Your punter pins them to the two. They have no timeouts. they got a quarterback who's been there for 48 hours. By the way, also, just run. you had fourth and like half of a yard. Just get the first oh down my God. and don't punt it. Well, they get cutesy on the play before that where they put Jacobs at fullback and quick snap it to try and catch him off guard. Not, it doesn't. It alerts people when you put That's him at fullback. That's all it does. Now we go, well, why is he here? Oh, it was brutal. Brutal from that perspective. But good for us, I guess, from the standpoint of if we are going to get the postseason, the Raiders are now a team that's eliminated because that's now eight losses for them at this point. They were still hanging on to some glimmer of hope. Fourth time this season that the Raiders have lost when leading by 13 or more, which yeah. is, should be impossible. It's the most that's happened, I think, in like 40 years. Yeah. yeah, They're awful. They are. But I love that. I know Josh Jacobs is good, and he's leading the league in rushing and yada, 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 but why'd they stop throwing the ball to Devontae Adams? No clue. It worked. Dude, there's so many things you could say, why? Why did you do this? Why did you do this? That it would almost lead to an ESPN 30 for 30 if you got honest answers, it feels like, to those questions. You know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. Because yeah. none of it No, the defense made, made no. I'll tell you what my conspiracy theory is that this was a game played where? Los Angeles. Los Angeles, featuring a team from where? Uh, Los Angeles and Las Vegas. That's right, Vegas. Only game of the night, six and a half points. Yeah. We told you yesterday exactly how it was going to go. Yeah, Because nobody would ever have believed that it was going to go that way. No. And guess what? Word on the street is Vegas crushed last night because yeah. not only was there a ton of action on the Raiders, like all the money was on the Raiders. All the money was on. There was money on the, the Raiders. Raiders' money line, which means you were laying probably 300. It was probably minus three in that mm -hmm. range as a touchdown. And then you had every real degenerates teaser for the week was started sure. last night because they like to get that Thursday night win because then what can you do when you win that one? Now you can all of a sudden hedge, hedge and you can try to have a, a middle. You can have a seven-point middle on one of the games on the weekend that you really like, and now you can double win and you have no risk of losing both. Mm -hmm. So there were, I would wager, a billion teasers that were begun with Raiders to win. Yeah. And those all are gone. They're all gone. And Vegas is right now probably building a new hotel. Vegas, that had to be one of the biggest non-Super Bowl, like one of the biggest days in Vegas, like period. What you just of a non-big event is the thirty for thirty I was referring to. I'd like to see that because I think it's yeah, it was crazy, crazy that that happened. Yeah, it was insane. Just nuts. Uh, how not to win a football game, uh, and yet a great job uh, for Bake getting it done, getting a win. Uh, the Rams go to and get the win. He's go to seventeen. Got 16. to stop. Somebody needs to stop him from headbutting human beings wearing helmets when he's not wearing one. Like it just can't be good for you. No, it's not. Um, but I think in his, you know, I mean, it's it's part of a, a a conversation you and I have talked about a lot around here. So much of his success on the field, the way that he plays is built into his bravado and the building up of his self-confidence and this persona that he's curated over all these years. And when that persona is dented or derailed, he he really can crumble quickly yes. and be, you know, we've seen it. But when he's all in, he can and believing in himself and people believe in him, he's excellent. We saw that in his rookie year uh with the change in staff when it was 
when it was uh, Freddie, Freddie was was calling the plays. Uh, and Greg Williams was running it. You saw it in 2020 when he first got here with Coach Stefanski, when Coach Stefanski first got here. And he was incredible down the stretch. So when there when there is that self-belief and people are got his back, he can be great. I say this all the time, and I, it's not necessarily meant as a slight. He is a front runner in that when it's good, it's really good. The thing that he hasn't figured out in his career is when it starts to derail, can he get the train back on the tracks? Yep. And not all of that, not everything's his fault. Some of no. the circumstances, there's a million different things that lead to it. But that will be the next. If he is, I'll tell you this, the way he, that drive got him another chance next year. It won't be with the Rams, but it got him another chance somewhere next year. You think he'll be a starter next year? No, but I think he'll get a chance to compete somewhere. I don't think there's enough good quarterbacks to go around. Yeah. So I think he'll be – no one's going to sign him for a big money and have him come in to compete to be – or be. no one's giving him a job, but I think he'll get to compete for a job. You think he's got a chance? Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's not enough. There's not enough. Not enough quarterbacks. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, all right, lots to get to. One quick programming note. The scores will be at 2 o'clock today as opposed to 2.30. Oh, baby. Because uh, Preef is coming in. It's Army-Navy. <laughs> Um, and so Preef is going to come in at 2.30 uh, to join us on that. Hello, Gibby. Kevin Arp tweets at the show, I work in a hospital, and about every other patient has gun smoke on TV during the day. Yeah, there you go. So, popular. Certain 13th most watched show in America. Yeah. Kids, 13th. Gun Learn smoke. something new every day. There miss you a, go. Miss a minute. Miss a lot. I mean, how, many, how many runs through that? Think about that. 20 seasons of television, however many episodes a season, just every year. Does he, do you churn through the entire run in a year, or is it two years, and then by the time it resets, you're like, oh, I remember this episode. This is the 12th time I've seen it. Gunsmoke ran from September 10th, 1955 yeah. through March 31st, 1975. Give me the episode total. Do you got it? Uh, stand by. Are they doing 20 episodes a season? Is it? Is that 400 episodes of television? Yeah. You had to get to 100 for syndication. That's where the money starts to roll in. And how much wealth is still being accumulated? Who produced it? Who's still cashing those checks? It's amazing. Number right? of episodes, 480. God. <laughs> it's incredible. Still killing it. The producer is Norman McDonald is the producer of it. So well, he's still crushing it. No. Because every time it airs, he's get they're get you're getting it. Now I'm now I'm can So the T V series was fifty five through seventy five. No, no, that's right. We have that right. It's only a half hour. Yeah. Norman McDonald and John Meston created it. Four hundred and eighty episodes. Wow. By the That's way, a lot. little note to send us into break here on a happier thing. Jake yep. Trotter tweeted out, just asked Amar if he thinks he'll be okay to play Sunday. His answer, quote, should be. Thank God. Hallelujah. The next level's next. Let's go to the bar. <laughs> That's it. Everybody else in the building is You today. said it. You're the head honcho. <laughs> if you can say it, then I guess it's true. Yep. Get them fired up. Do uh, it. Over-under's coming. Uh, the scores are coming. Prefs coming. Joe Wood's coming up next. You'll see Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, Browns fans, skip the chore of laundry. Enjoy life, not laundry. Tide Cleaners offering 30% off dry cleaning for the month of November. Just mention the promo code BROWNS. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the closest location to you. And some exclusions may apply. Now let's head to the podium. Defensive coordinator Joe Woods. When you start forcing all those turnovers, does it just feel like they start piling up? They do. I mean, you just, sometimes you get in a groove and you feel like every call you make is going to work. So and it was just that feeling, you know, so it was a good job by the guys. On that, on that play, how, how big of a loss that is. And I mean, not just from a standpoint of he kind of had transitioned into that Mike role for you guys, but he seems like he's like just about everyone's favorite, one of their favorite guys on the team. Yeah, everybody loves, loves Tock. Um, he loves the game, great competitor, uh, leadership qualities. And, you know, him going down, that hurt everybody. Um, I talked to him this morning when I saw him. And I know he'll bounce back. Uh, but, yeah, we lost a big part of our defense there. But at the same time, you know, it's an opportunity for other guys to step up. I know you've talked about not, like, having backups. Everyone's just a starter and waiting. But, I mean, yeah. that position has kind of turned into a revolving door this well, year, how difficult that's been to kind of have to manage. Yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. I mean, this year, just at that position, you know, we had Awok, then Jacob, then Sione go down. Um, but, again, we have young guys. Uh, somebody's going to have to step up. Um, you know, we got Debo, so you know he'll play more of a role. Uh, Jordan Canastic, if I'm saying it right, will play more of a role. Um, but yeah, everybody's got to step up to try to fulfill that role. Well, in previous games when you've played them, they've been fairly one-dimensional, but they haven't been in these four games. They're, they're running the ball, yeah. now. and that's a big position that boy, that middle linebacker position. So uh, who will start? Did you say Deion Jones? Yeah. It'll be based on what we put out there. Uh, we'll move guys around in different packages. We'll rotate guys. But Deion Jones, Jordan Kunastic, um, those guys will be out there at the mic position. What about this new guy, Raglan? Yeah, we have to see. He has to learn the system. Um, he didn't really play in this type of system, so it's really just learning the techniques. So we'll see where he's at. But a uh, very smart player. You know, He's picking it up pretty fast. What do you think about the way they're running the ball the last four games? Yeah, I think the game after ours, Joe Mixon had five touchdowns, four rushing. It's like, you know, but that's the thing. We have to prepare for different things based on what we see on tape. And just based on our run defense this year, we, we go into every game, think we're going to get run. Um, so we have to have a plan for it. We do, uh, as well as some other things they, they like to do offensively. What have you guys done the last couple of games to improve that run, you know, that, that run defense? Is it just doing the fundamentals right? Yes. For me, um, game plan wise, just always looking at it. Not that we can't do things, but based on the team we're playing, what do we need to win? What are the change ups? And trying to keep, keep it to a minimum. So that way during practice, we can fit multiple runs in those coverages and the guys feel comfortable and they can play fast. So it's a little bit of that and guys just really just, just doing their job. So you guys are 4 0 versus Burrow. What do you think you guys have done that? Kansas City and other teams haven't been able to do. I mean, honestly, and I, I've said it to you guys before, this this league is a matchup league. And I feel like we have good matchups against those guys. And I feel along the way we've got some breaks. It's part of it. You know, the ball's bounced our way. Uh, the last game, the two takeaways we had, just freak things, a tip ball, you know, and then him moving up in the pocket and us, you know, getting the ball out. Um, but for us, we're going to have to play at our very best 
to have a chance to win against these guys. And again, they're playing really well right now. When, when uh, Burrow was asked, what did the Browns do different? His answer was Miles Garrett. It's good. Has he, has he taken over that, that particular matchup? He's won that matchup every game. Yeah, I think in the last, I'm not sure, but I heard somebody say in the last four games, Miles had six sacks, 21 pressures, you know, but when Miles gets rolling and we can create some opportunities for him, um, you know, he's hard to deal with. So we, you know, and him saying that, and just every week to week, we always think of what teams will do to try to block miles. Like we're going to see different protection schemes. We're going to see more chip. So we try to prepare for those things in case it happens. You've uh, defended the, all the quarterbacks in the league. Where does Burrow rank in your opinion? Very high, very high. He is, when you watch him play, he is very calm. It's like nothing gets to him. Um, he's very smart. He goes to his progressions. And I think for him, you can see his growth. This is my time being here. He's not forcing the ball. You know, if he goes through his progression, if it's not there, um, you see him get rid of the ball and throw the check down. Um, he's accurate. And if you do everything right, then he's going to run. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he does it all, but I think he's playing at a high level. Are they to defend with Jamar in this game as opposed to not in last game? A lot harder. <laughs> You know what I mean? I give credit to all their players. I think, you know, Boyd and T. Higgins stepped up. Um, you know, they, they do some unique things to try to create one-on-ones with their receivers. But now when you get um, Chase back, now it's a whole different ball game. Because you can't, you can't take care of all of them all the time. You know, so we just have to have guys going to have to win, you know, when they're matched up one-on-one. It's um, really interesting how when you hear Joe Woods talk about the Bengals and what they do well, um, some of it they stumbled into a little bit. Other things that they did was very purposeful. T. Higgins at the top of the second round, there isn't anybody who, when when he's on the board, that didn't go, yeah. I mean, you watch him play Clemson, you went, that's a dude. Like, it's it was plainly clear that he was going to be a player. They already had Boyd in the mix by the time they drafted him. So you get Burrow and Higgins in one draft. And there were a lot of people who were saying, Panay Sewell, you got to protect Burrow. And they said, no, 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 no. What we need is a game wrecker. And they drafted the game wrecker. And now they're all young. They're all the same age. They can all grow and play together. They already had Mixon. They got P. Ryan in there, too, as the backup. He's been there for a long time. It's very sustainable what they have. Yeah. And they're all different. Very. They're complimentary. Chase is a burner. He's one of the most dangerous receivers in the league. On any given route, he can go to the house. T. Higgins is 6'4", 6'5", a behemoth. He contested catches. Yeah, I mean, he was the first pick of the second round. I think people yes. forget that. That was the year they got Burrow in the for the first pick of the first round. Yep. He was the first pick of the second round. I think they got Logan Wilson as the first pick they of did. either the third Wyoming or the fourth linebacker. round. Yep. And he's got seven picks since he's come in the league. That's all that 2020 draft. Uh, and they did a tremendous job in that one. And then you add it to Tyler Boyd. And Boyd is such a good role player for them that – People forget in 18 and 19, he had over 1,000 yards each of those two mm -hmm. seasons. So he's been a 1,000-yard receiver in this league, and now he has settled into that third role, uh, and, and he's on pace you know, for close to 1,000 yards again, at least over 900. When you think about with Chase and with Higgins, it's, that's impressive. They're a very good offense. They will go empty quite a bit. They will count on Burrow to, to decipher and do what he needs to do to throw the ball. And I think here's the other thing. People don't realize, I don't think, and maybe they do. I'll ask Gibbex. I think you. I know that you're probably a little more dialed in on this. 
Gibbe, you want to do a little quick guess the stats? Sure. Why not? It's a Friday. Joe Burrow, rushing touchdowns this season. Five. Either. I mean, he's undefeated in or four and one over unders, and now he hits that on the head. On the dot. Did you know that? Have no. I, were you listening no. to me say that? He's before? got it. No. He's so dialed he's in so right dialed now. In. It's crazy. Yeah. So he's got a rushing touchdown. He's got five of them. Two hundred twenty-four yards, also on the ground. Um, he's got a rushing touchdown in five of his last eight games. He's got a passing touchdown in every game. He's got two or more in eight games. And last week, they played a lot of that cover two and gave him an opportunity or, or too high safety and gave him an opportunity yeah. if nothing was there to run. He ran it 11 times last week, 46 yards and a touchdown. So he is a hashtag athlete, as I like to say. Yeah. He is. He's, you ever see him shoot a basketball? Uh, pure as the driven snow. Yeah. He is very, very good. And this is going to be a tall, tall order. I know what the odds are, and I know that, you know, what – people's perception of it's funny how when people you you say a fact which is the browns have won five straight games the burrow's own four against them that people take that like you're like slandering burrow or the Bengals, no. and that they have no chance of course they have a chance they're in fact favored by a, a touchdown mm -hmm. in las vegas to win this game doesn't mean the browns can't beat them they were favored over the browns on monday night football and they smoked them i mean when when you add up 41 16 and 32 13 and you get to 73 29 that's what it's been the last two games with joe burrow yeah. playing quarterback that's a beating, but it's no guarantee it's going to happen a third time. No, and rest assured, they are bothered by it down there tremendously. Like they, they are very bothered by it, not just the fan base and all of that. And the fan base is really chesty coming up that win against Kansas City, but also, and rightfully so, they should be. They look great. They're one of the three teams in the AFC that you say, yeah, but if you want to put Miami in there too, but there's three that you go, no shock at all, Bengals, Bills, and Kansas City – Hoisting yep. the Lombardi, those are the three that you all that have all of the things that you need. Um, but there's no question that that team down there is bothered by it, that they haven't had more success for sure. Yes, no doubt, no doubt. And, and they want to get over the hump, and they know that you know Lamar's out. This is an opportunity. They've struggled in our division. That's the other thing that's interesting about this. They sit at right now one and three in the division. If it's funny, like it's obviously critical to us because a loss here, and we're probably out of it at at five and eight um so you have to get that win to keep a glimmer of hope six and seven keep you know just keep stacking them um so it's a it's a must win in that perspective for for us although we wouldn't be mathematically eliminated with a loss for all rights and purposes you would be yeah. and purposes you would be uh it's just as must win for them for the reason that you just said they are one and three in the division they are trying to win the number one overall seed because that's now in play. Remember, they played Buffalo the second to last week. Their last two games are Buffalo-Baltimore. Both home yep. and Baltimore off of a short week because they play Monday night against Buffalo. Right. But they have a long week for that because they go Saturday to Monday after being at New England on Christmas Eve and then Buffalo. Yeah. So when you think about Buffalo-Baltimore to close it for Cincinnati, they've got us this week. Do they have Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh maybe next. They've got. They go. Give me their, us, give me their stretch. Us at Tampa. Oh, at, at Pats at New England. That's right. Home Buffalo Monday Night Football. Home Ravens Sunday January the eighth. Yeah. So we've from their perspective, they have to have this one. Yeah. Let alone the monkey on the back and losing to the Browns. All of that. If they want to be the one seed in the AFC, they got to got they got to get it. If they want to win the AFC North, they got to go. There's an opportunity for them to make some hay on Baltimore. Absolutely, is not playing this thing. Yeah, the the Steelers are favored against Baltimore. Uh, the game's in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so 
they they have an opportunity to take a stranglehold in the division, keep pace in the AFC. It's critical for them. No doubt. This game. So no there's a lot to it, let alone, you know, the first and of, listen, of Watson and Burrow and all that. Listen, and they can want it. There's no doubt that the Kansas City Chiefs wanted it against yeah. the Bengals and didn't get it done. So you got to go out there and you got to you've got to get it done. You got to execute and hopefully, you know, what Jake reported about Amari is true and that and that he'll be good to go because I think he's a big part of what you're going to need to do to take down this very very good Cincinnati Bengals team. Be sure to stop by the free first Twisted T tailgate pregame party prior to every home game. Twisted T tailgate located on the west side of First Energy Stadium combines the atmosphere of a beer garden with live mu music, food, drink options, along with areas for socializing. Twisted T tailgate opens four hours prior to kick and is open to fans with a ticket to the game. A little over under fun. Gibby on a heater. It's all coming up next. You'll see the Browns Daily brought to you by Valley Bet coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio here on 850 ESPN Cleveland. I want to tell you about my good friends at the Bath Authority. They take care of your bathroom. They'll give it to you in the be the bathroom of your dreams they'll do it for you in about a day for a spa-like experience let the bath authority make it a reality for you you get it for a fraction of the cost of the competitors the bath authority is cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler expert and factory trained installers give them a call now you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel that number is 216-220-8399 or go to the bathauthority.com it's where affordability meets quality the largest selection of bath projects all made in the united states Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Acrylic tubs that insulate and keep the heat in. Tub to shower conversions as well. Superior products with expert installers at thebathauthority.com. Hello, Gibbe. Hi, guys. You know the, the reality here, boys? You want to know the real truth, Bootsy? If today was in March, you would probably try to play golf. No doubt. Yeah. You would probably try to Absolutely. play golf. Absolutely. Sunny, mid-40s, gloves on. Hats, you get the weather, you get the special golf weather winter gloves. Yep. Keep your hands warm. Yeah, oh, yeah. You would play in this. Yes, you would. Uh, when is it supposed to cool down? I saw a jet stream model that looks like we're headed for some warm, even still. Yeah, some severe weather next week. It appears. When you say that, what are we dealing with? Is it like? I mean, it's I, just I like thirty. Like the bottom's going to fall out at some. Well, point. it has to at some point. It's not going to be like this forever. Uh. Eh? I mean. It's really this was this not, week was supposed to be nuts and it's not. No, I mean, like there, there's no rain weekend? in the forecast till next Thursday. Temps like in the low 40s, upper 30s. Yeah, looks like, like snow down. like the 19th and 20th is when you'll get a little snow, which that would lead us into. I'm dreaming, dreaming of a one. Yeah, our first real winter weather Christmas. in a game could be next Saturday. I had forgotten that they moved us to Saturday next week. Ah, uh, it's like a big kick in the gut. It really is. I totally beg to sucks. differ. I'm ready to thrive. That means you yeah. get Sunday off. You get Saturday Sunday. night's yeah, back? Yeah, but I'm just saying I've had the schedule's been tough with big events in my son's life. My son's birthday is Sunday, and they were going to Florida on Sunday for after yeah. his birthday for a little – but now because the game's Saturday, they're right. going to go Saturday. And so it's brutal. Brutal for me. Just brutal. I hate it for you. 
um, the uh, the Saturday late ones. So that's yeah. it. So and are it's we four, Saturday, like are we Saturday back to back? Yes, because we're Christmas Eve too. Correct. So we'll play. Yep. And then we Sunday, got Washington D.C. for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day because we don't play till New Year's Day. New Year's Eve we got to spend it in Maryland, not D.C. Bethesda, not even Landover. Landover. That's all right. It's a good city for New Year's Eve. I, Bring the significant others. Have a little cocktail. So you got my, the college football stuff all night on the big screen TVs. Have so a nice like, meal. Here, here's the, the issue is because I think that that's University of Maryland territory. Yeah. Well, it's winter break. What, well, you're not going on campus anyway, Gibby. Correct, but like, are the establishments open on New Year's oh, Eve? Oh, dude, listen, it's not that far from there to like Georgetown. It's not that far. No, you're I all on the beltway. I don't know off the top of my head. I yeah, honestly, I don't. I mean, anytime. Wise. So we always were. Anytime I went there with Ohio State to cover the University of Maryland, we'd stay in Bethesda, and then I would just Uber it or whatever into Georgetown or or roll that way. Yeah, Bethesda's That's great. It's great. That's yeah. It's fantastic. Hey, uh, I just need to be somewhere in front of a TV at eight o'clock. Yeah. Watch the Buckeyes. This like, is that's where I'm at. We're going to be loading in at the stadium at that stupid stadium that I hate. Yeah, and then. You know, get me back to the hotel, find me a bar, give yeah. me a bunch of PBRs, and we'll call it a day. That's right. Mm. I like it. Um, one thing that needs to be acknowledged before we get to the over-unders, you currently, you just nailed the guess the stats, Gibby, which that a rare happens. There is a there is an air to you right now where it's a little bit like Galifianakis in the hangover at the, at the blackjack table. Like you're just hitting everything. It's, it almost feels like it's – I mean, this much good fortune for you in all of this is hard to wrap my head around. But that's it, where we're it's at. It's true. Yet, it feels yet like you're peaking early. every week. feels like he's peaking early. <laughs> so, his last three weeks on over-unders, Gibe is 12-3. and three. Jeez. 4-1, 4-1, 4-1. and, one, four and one. <laughs> I miss the same damn one every week. Every week you've missed it. <laughs> but you are 12-3. and three. During that time – the Hoff has a has a, a two stretch there of those three weeks where he was one and nine. So this is how you've gotten back into this and now lead it. And last week Z went 0 for five. So as we head into this week on the over unders, I mean it's a stunning Z, comeback. Z turns around to me last week. We are in a commercial break. We are in the heat of the moment. Things are not things could be going a lot better. <laughs> and he goes and he looks at me and goes, I'm going to go 0 for 5. I go, that's what we're worried about? We're on the – turn around. Get ready. Exactly what we're I said. back in third. I'm going to go for 5. I said, you're going to win all of these. <laughs> you can tell. Oh, yeah. It's coming. I feel like we had we were up two scores at that point. It wasn't the, the moment when it was a six-point game. We no, 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 no. The game but was it, in hand. Yeah. But I don't you're know going, if the game was in hand. You're going, huh, this isn't going to work out. No. There's not enough time. I'm like, this is no. Toast. <laughs> All right, so it's time for some over-unders. Uh, last week, as I mentioned, Gibby with a sublime 4-1. and one. Yeah, he's good. The Hoff was 1-4, Z, and 0-5. Oh so as we head into this week, your new leader is Gibby, 32-28 on the season. The Hoff, a game back at 31-29. Z went from penthouse to outhouse, 30-30, and 30, even Steven. From five games over 500 to 500. Just like that. Right? Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. Uh, All right, gentlemen, here we go. It's his little, little analytics comment. His little analytics comment undermined changed everything. everything. Yeah, yeah, ruined everything. It did. He undermined everything. Uh, all right, up first, Gibbe, this one for you. Nick Chubb rushing yards against Cincinnati, 100.5. 
We're going over this week. That is an over. I would. I need you to run the football. Let's take that some, is one of your let's common, take some, let's take some pressure off of our. He guy. doesn't like throwing the ball. He wants to play like run the damn yeah. ball. Actually, I, according he to you, I was to run super the negative on everything last week, and yet here I was 4-1, and one, and we won by double Well, figures. Nick Chubb over 100 yards rushing with two touchdowns, three straight full games against Cincinnati. All three wins. All three of the Browns scored more than 30 points. He's got for his career in eight games, five 100-yard games against them. Only time we've lost, he was held under 50 yards. Over. I thought you were going to go in there for it. I can't choose the wine in front of me. Next! Over or under. All right, Zagura. Joe Burrow, hell of a quarterback. He needs to hit two things here. Joe Burrow, over under, a quarterback rating of 100 and 250 yards passing. Rating over 100 and 250. I mean, the yards, yards is a lock. So not really, necessarily. Really he's had several, to, couple in the last five where he's been under, including against us. It comes down to the rating, really. We've got his number. Under. Just I want it to be. Give it over. Ugh, gross, dude. He's good, man. He's good. Yeah, you got to stop him. Unfortunately, you got to play him a second time here. The best news is our, that DB room's the healthiest maybe it's been all year. Next! Over or under. I, I, I'm also worried about him just dumping the ball off to, like, P. Ryan. That doesn't get you a 100 rating, though. Those stupid yeah. little five-yard passes. He's that, bombs over Baghdad is where he wants to live, though. He, that might He's be where he wants to live, but, like, fine we don't know who's on. playing linebacker along with JOK on Sunday. No. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, uh, give a this one for you, and this one concerns our quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Total yards. Total yards. This number would be laughable, man, in the old Deshaun world. We just don't know how close we are to that. Total yards, rushing and passing yards combined, Deshaun Watson, 245.5 rushing and passing. Yep. I had that. I was on that. Is that the number you would have, you had? Yeah, we're down 240. Did you really? I, uh, That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. I, I, I will say under. Right. I think he continues to make good. He continues to trend the right way. Uh, but I think ultimately that we need to rely on our running game. And I think Kareem Hunt showed a little bit last week i would expect that to continue kareem hunt being week. disrespected in the over-unders i've taken him out two weeks in a row although he showed, gave a little life like he gave 72 some life total last week. yards last week second considered, highest of the season considered putting him back in this week so yeah. i'm hoping this nope, continues i'm gonna to say serve. under but that's under, okay under 245.5 so do you think we're winning this game giveaway i'm just curious sure we'll see something's got to turn if we're gonna Hey, last, Maybe week, be like last, last week, week, none of it made any sense, and we won. Touchdowns, <laughs> defensive touchdowns. Over. Do you think we're going to win this week? Well, let's see. Yeah. yeah. I do. Next. Over. Bro, lighten us up, bro. In a more unconventional way than you do. To be fair, over 100 rating in 250 isn't necessarily lighting us up. Not in Burrow standards. Not for Burrow like, standards. Like, he, you know, if it was 285 and 110 rating, that's lighting us up. He could throw for 100. He, I think it's possible, just to defend Gibby for a moment, that his rating could be 100. He could throw for over 250, and they could lose. 
It's not often that he not loses often. with a quarterback rating of 100. Not often, no. Sacks, interceptions, fumbles, and this one is to Dr. Z, and the number is 3.5. I mean, we've had eight in the last mm. two games. Last time you guys Five both sacks. went under on this, and it was... If we're going to win, I think the summer needs to be over, so I'm going to sacrifice myself for the team in the name of a reverse jinx and say under. Under. Give it over. Yes. Big yes. day. Big day. So how how does Burrow have more than 100 Sacks. rating with all these turnovers? Sacks and sacks, baby. You got to throw enough times. Fumbles. You throw enough times. Zach Taylor's calling plays. That's or, or Zach Taylor's offense. He's not calling the plays. Isn't Callahan's kid calling no, I think plays? He's still, or who calls the plays? Taylor does. He yeah. still calls the plays. Exactly. I'm just going to have you throw the ball 65 times. We'll make up for it. Callahan kid's there, though. We didn't talk about that. He's this the OC. Week. He's the OC. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next. Over or under. The actual over under is 48.5. Gibbe. Over. He's an instrument of chaos. How do you? But I, there's a cohesiveness to a lot of my visions that there doesn't in his. And, and, he, and he's, he's winning. And he's winning. He's winning. Yeah, you can't argue. And yet I can't choose the wine yeah. in front of me. Under. 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 Forty-eight point five. Can you believe we're going from this to the scores? I mean, it's pure. And then why don't? And then brief. And then brief. Yeah, we have all that to look forward to, which is nice. Scores coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. A slight shift. Scores at 2.30, Pref at 2.15. Yep, moving things so around. We'll, that's fine. We're, it's live action here, kids. Absolutely live action. All right, your game day <laughs> forecast is brought to you by Carrier, partner of the Cleveland Browns, intermittent clouds with temperatures in the low 40s to high 50s. It's going to be 50s at kickoff, though, right? That's right around at, 50. Right around 50 at yep. kick. It's gorgeous. It's a perfect day for football. Lovely. Yeah, it's going to be a, an amazing day down there. Time for your keys to victory. For that, we go to Dr. Z. All right, look, folks, the Bengals are a very good football team. They are eight and four. They've won four in a row. By the way, you've got my Miss K is in a frenzy right now, <laughs> demanding answers from me. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for that. Uh, I just wanted we just wanted to have a simple exercise in the break. That's right, Miss yeah. K. Yeah. Hold on, I'll just tell her I'm on the air. On, on air, air, honey. In next. Love you the most.
All right. Browns 3-0 this year when they win the turnover battle, including the 32-13 win over the Bengals in Week 8. All-time under head coach Zach Taylor, the Bengals are just 3-22 and when losing the turnover battle. So I think if the Browns take care of the ball on offense, they take it away on defense. They are going to win not only this year, they are 2-0 when they have a clean sheet. So no turnover certainly goes a long way. The Browns defense has three takeaways in each of their last two games. In those games, we've noted already, they've outscored them 73-29. to They have 10 sacks in those two games, three of which have come from Miles Garrett alone. I think that defense will help you get a victory. Number two, get Deshaun Watson going. I think they've got to test rookie Cam Taylor-Britt in coverage. Cam Taylor-Britt this year giving up 76% completions, a 122 rating, the second rounder out of Nebraska. That's who I think you're going to have to pick on. You can also go a little bit after Mike Hilton in the slot, 70% completions, 99 rating allowed. Their safeties are both very good, though. Jesse Bates, Von Bell, you've got to watch out for them. They have six interceptions combined so far this year, which is more than the Browns have as an entire team. We have five, thanks to two last week. And then finally, run the ball, Gibbon. Chubb, the only running back to rush for more than 100 yards against the Bengals this season. Did I take the over in that one? What was the number? 100.5. Yeah, you took over. And Gibbe took over? Yep. Change it to under. Just I'm going to make up games. Here comes Captain Negative there rolling down yeah. the hill. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow, you're going under on Chubby. Yeah. Rattled. And Let's under go. Chubb. Let's this go. This would have you guys opposite on everyone. That's why I did it. I thought that was true. <laughs> All right, Chubb, only running back to rush for more than 100 yards against the Bengals this year. He had 102 and two scores, just squeaking over. DJ Reader is back, but I think we've got to get him going, and I'd like to see more Kareem Hunt. 74 total yards against Cincy in Week 8, tied a season high this year, so the one-two punch could absolutely uh, be back in the jungle this Sunday, and those are your keys to victory. Turnovers, win it. Get Deshaun Watson going over 240 total yards. Nick Chubb in the ground game, get it going. 99 for Chubb, about 70 for Kareem Hunt, and I think we'll be perfect. 99. <laughs> I'll tell you, the most most important thing and the reason we're in a very good mood here is that at the start of this show, I didn't think Amari Cooper would be playing in this game. And now, according to what he said to Jake Trotter, and Jake put it out on the social, feeling like he will. Yes, which is, I think, very Game-changing yeah. situation. Um, he's so critical to the operation. It's just it's hard to imagine a roadmap with him not playing and us winning. I just don't know how you would generate it in the pass game. I mean, Chief can only do so much. Well, Chief is, is very important, and he's going to be working against two good linebackers uh, in Logan Wilson and in Jermaine Pratt, but they've struggled a little bit in coverage this year, both giving up about 80% completion, so you're going to need him. But, yeah, look, Amari Cooper is sublime. He is our guy. He leads the team in receptions, receiving yards, touchdowns, is seventh or fifth in the NFL. He's on pace, as I said, for 1,200 yards and 10 scores. you got to have him. Got to have him. Yeah, you got to have that. Got to win that turnover battle. Um, and you do like that a little bit. We got Preef, Preef up, you know, upcoming. All right, very good. Give me with a nod. I would say on a Gibby confidence nod, that was about a six out of ten. It's about right. About right. <laughs> it's about where it's we Fridays, stand. and you know me and guests on hey. Fridays. Hey, how are we doing? Look, we're the only ones in the building. Oh, everyone. they're mass exodus. They're now, leaving. Our, our friends, the smartest people in the building, are right outside here. Look at more, more on their way. Backpacks packed, ready to go. Champagne wishes. Caviar dreams. God, that guy was great. Robin Leach? Yeah, fantastic. Elite. Remember they did one? It was on a Saturday night's main event with Ted DiBiase. Uh, they got him to do it. Yeah, the Million Dollar Man. So sure, great. Sure. So great. Uh, that gimmick would all still work now. Yeah. 
There's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland yeah. Browns. The help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. There he is, the great there Coach Cleveland. Joining us coming up next. Look, he's coming Daily. around in his Naval Academy shirt. ESPN Cleveland. Brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Oh, that's absolutely yeah, yeah, gorgeous. That Nothing quite like tailgating touchdowns and twisted tea. It tastes just like real iced tea. You know why? Because it's made with real brewed tea. Cool, refreshing. 5% kick of alcohol. Thirst down and gold. Twisted tea. Hard iced tea. Keep it twisted. My friends, the great Mike Prefer in studio with us. It is Army Navy week. It is tomorrow in philly and of course we're in the uh, united states naval academy t-shirt today right. sir Sun this one always hits a little different doesn't it it really does yeah it's a special rivalry um you know you talk about ohio state michigan which is a great game uh, back in the day when i was a kid you know thanksgiving weekend you'd have oklahoma nebraska mm -hmm. i always liked watching that game but there's nothing like army navy no other uh rivalry in sports in my opinion yeah how are we feeling about the midshipmen this year you know, good. I mean, uh, they, they knocked off Central Florida on the road. That's one of the uh, better wins in, in Navy football recent history, especially yeah. you know, knocking off a top 20 team uh, on the road. And, you know, I think we're four and seven, uh, had our ups and downs. But, you know, those kids play so hard, you know, week in and week out. Lost a heartbreaker to Air Force at their place. Lost a heartbreaker coming back at Notre, you know, Notre Dame in Baltimore. Um, so, you know, never count these guys out. And when you play Army, it doesn't matter what the records are on either side, for that matter. You know, um, you know I remember my plea beer, uh, 1985, Napoleon McCallum was our running back. Mm -hmm. I think we had won three games, maybe. Army was going to the Sun Bowl. They had a great team, and, you know, we whooped them. We got after them, and Napoleon rushed, I think, for 240 yards. So Napoleon it really doesn't matter McCallum. what the records are. It's Army-Navy. That's a pretty, yeah. pretty special deal. You know, the, I talk a lot of college football in the mornings, and, and one of the things that is, I mean, the sport's in a weird place, right? I mean, there's a 1,000 kids in the transfer portal uh, on Monday. There are uh, teams with name, image, and likeness who are using name, image, and likeness to lure players to other teams while bowl games are coming. Uh, there are athletic directors. The athletic director at Ohio State uh, this week basically asked fans to donate to a collective so that they could pay the players, so these collectives could pay the players, because right now it's illegal for the universities to pay the players. They're going to get S. S yeah. is going to give them some oh, money he's definitely for gonna. sure. Yeah. And I was thinking about this this morning. This might be the last pure, what we used to think of as pure college athletics. This might be it. Yeah, I mean, it, it has been for a long time, yeah. in my opinion, the way it's been structured. But... Um, you know, either that or, you know, 1AA football. I yeah. still call it 1AA football. My son coached at Western Illinois and, you know, great conference there. I coached at Youngstown a long time ago. We coached Tress. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's different. Um, I understand, I guess, some of the reasons why, but I understand why, you know, coaches are pulling their hair out right now and they're losing players. And uh, a good friend of mine, Pat Narduzzi, is the head coach of the University of Pittsburgh, and he said, Coach, I've, I spent, or he said, Pref, I spent the last week recruiting my own guys yes, and trying to keep my own players, and, and they finished strong. They're going to the Sun Bowl. Uh, I think they're playing 
he told me well UCLA that's a great matchup and you know he's a great coach he's done great things there and there's a lot of great coaches but you got to re-recruit your players and and I guess if you hurt somebody's feelings they jump into the transfer portal so it's it's crazy the way everything's set up but um you know going back to to uh our big game and you know, we'll be on the airplane heading down to uh, Cincinnati for part of it, and I'll get to see the second half. But I am excited about this one, as I always am. What's the big fella doing? What's he up to? There you go. Yeah. I was well, hearing the, him great. The great thing about this – so, first of all, even if you are somebody who is – let's say you're not into it at all, What I would, which I can't – hard for me to wrap my head the around. Pageantry. I would say watch, watch the lead-up and watch the fourth quarter. Right. Because those two things – because this thing, this thing will be over in ninety minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's it's, only, it's, it's every play it just churn, churn, churn. Yeah, and moving, Jeff and right. Kenny know each other so well. Yeah. Jeff was on his staff, so it's it's almost watching a mirror of each other the way that they go about it. And um, the the beginning and the end is it's it's really stunning stuff. Brief. What was it like to be in the middle of all that and the pageantry of it? Presidents sitting in the stands, all of that stuff. Modely yes. in the stands. Modes. Yeah. yeah modes. Um, you know. My plea beer, I you know, marched on with the midshipmen uh, my youngster year, sophomore year. I uh, got a chance to dress out for the game. And then the last two years I played, I think I told you guys this before, I played the lightweight football. Yep. I was I was small and slow. It was a bad combination to be a Division One football player. But um, small, slow, and smart. That's what I like to tell people. <laughs> I had the three S's. Um, but I know on in 1988, my senior year, we beat Army in the lightweight game. We beat them 16-6. And I remember that score. I remember the date. And I remember exactly where I, where I was. And obviously, uh, I had some family there. And obviously friends and uh you know we we knocked off upset we we paid at, played at the big stadium the navy marine corps memorial stadium oh, so awesome. that's something i'll never forget uh, uh it's a, it was a great win for us and uh you know beating army in any sport you know it's uh it's that's what they do they keep score how many times the navy beat army how many times army beat navy it's uh, that's it's that big a deal but this one uh, i know kenny's done a great job uh trying to keep that team together because they've lost some players my son uh, wilson who uh just graduated infantry officer school about a month ago, and he's down at Camp Lejeune taking over a, a uh, infantry uh, platoon in charge of 40 wow. Marines, and he doesn't wow. turn 25 till next week. So, um, you know, I'm real proud of him. But he graduated last year from Annapolis, and a lot of his classmates that were football players left because of the COVID, because of all the uncertainty uh, with the military. And then, of course, you have the mandates, vac vaccination mandates, all the crazy stuff that – and so players were leaving. So the fact that they won four games this year and they got a great chance to win tomorrow afternoon is, is a tribute to that staff and to that team. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it really going to be is. fun to watch. Yeah. You know what was fun to watch last week? Donovan Peoples-Jones yeah. to the crib brief. Yeah, it was fun. It's been a long time for the for the Browns. Since 2015, week two, Travis Benjamin was the last yeah. time we had a punt return he touchdown. A great one. Yeah, he was he, a good player. The rabbit, very good. DPJ, similar to a guy we had here, Josh Cribbs, big, strong, can run through some tackles. Mm -hmm. It felt like we were getting close, knocking on the door against Tampa where he had a couple of nice returns. Yeah, he did. How did that one come to be against Houston, and and what was your reaction on the sideline? <laughs> well, first off, it's uh, when you have opportunities. I told the media yesterday, you know, our defense has forced 16 punts in the last two games, and when you get that many opportunities, you're going to get something going. And you know, we've had a good plan every week, I believe, and our guys are they buy, they buy in every week. They work hard. We're a big technique team. We don't have a lot of uh, pizzazz, a lot of. Uh, um, I guess too many different returns. We are, we're good at two or three things. We, we like to rush punts at certain situations and take away the fakes, obviously, in other situations. But, you know, against Tampa, we did have a couple nice returns. And then um, guys got more and more confident. Donovan got more and more confident. And guys blocked their tails off. And he made a couple people miss, and he was gone. I, my reaction is always, always, I look for flags. <laughs> I look to the head coach, see if he wants to go for one or two. He said one. I got the field goal team out there, put the kickoff team out there, and then I went – 
okay, we just scored. You know, <laughs> so a little fist bump right there. Yeah. When you watched it back on tape, it, it looked like Dearness Johnson, A.J. Green had big blocks down the field. And then was yeah. Jerome Ford moving at a different speed than everybody else? Yeah, because he did a great job. He almost I mean, ran that thing down. Yeah, he, he, was, uh, he had a really key block at the end. Like you said, Dearness, Tony Fields had a knockdown block. Uh, Jordan Kanachik, he did a great job with the save a technique and screened two guys away at the point of attack. I mean, we drill that stuff over and over and over again. That's why I'm a big fundamental guy. We don't have to have too many great returns, type returns. We just have to be really good at the fundamentals and playing penalty free. And and a lot of people showed up on that. It was it was a good play because Jerome forced the punt and then came back around, and he was going to pick up the punter. And I believe Duran has picked up the punter, so he just kind of escorted him down the field. And that was, and cool. was, that was a cool feeling. He was moving now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once he got once that guy gets going, he's really fast. Cade pretty straight and true on his kicks last mm-hmm. week and has been trending in the right way. What when you think about kind of the roller coaster of a rookie year, mm-hmm. what are you seeing and what he is now from what he was September? I still see the same very talented young man. What I'm seeing now is, you know, after last week and some of the other big kicks he's had this year, I see a certain confidence. He's a confident young man anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's helped him get through the, you know, the the you know, ups and downs and, and when you go through a young rookie season and you know, I think he's extremely talented. He's just got to con- be concerned about getting the ball up in the air, elevated. That's, I mean, the three blocks are all on him, and he knows that. And um, and our protection has done a really nice job. Our snapper and holder have done a nice job all year. And uh, I think he's getting better and better and better. Uh, sometimes you see it like we did last week. Sometimes you don't. He doesn't get as many opportunities. But when he goes out there, he gives us a chance every time because he's so strong. And, you know, he's got great get off, normally excellent elevation, and the accuracy will keep coming. He's been, I mean, started off eight for eight, and you want to get back to that where he was in mm-hmm. such a good groove this year, and hopefully we will. From a coverage standpoint, it feels like Corey's been hitting some bombs lately. And there was one where I, you, I thought you were ready to go take somebody out, and then they were said, okay, we'll get you back, and we got a punt return touchdown after that. But yeah. what have you thought of kind of the way that the, the punt team has really helped, I think, the last two weeks? Corey's hit some great balls, and then you had the game against Tampa where he hit a good ball. Oh, you get Schwartz game. makes a great tackle. Mm-hmm. You get the penalty on them, and that allowed us to Huge. win that game. I mean, I mean, Sunday, Corey had probably his best day. You know, we pinned him at the two, the penalty to put it at the one. And then they're running a quarterback sneak touchdown. and you yep. get a touchdown. So it's all complimentary football. It was a huge, huge play for us. Corey's done a nice job of pinning them inside the 10 many times this year. Um, you know, Jordan popped the ball loose and set up our last field goal, which made it a three-score game with four and a half to go. So there's a lot of good things that are happening. I, I think we need to continue to cover punts better. We've had two, uh, one against Baltimore, one against Buffalo that I'm really upset with because we – we normally don't give up returns past 20 yards. This is right. not who we are. And I think Corey can help by getting it higher. And I, would, I don't want to say shorter, but much, you know, a little bit bigger hang time and direction. And, you know, quite frankly, we've missed a couple of tackles we shouldn't. We normally don't miss. So we're going to keep emphasizing that and covering full speed. And, and uh, uh, that'll be the emphasis the last you know, month of the season here. On some of those, on the free kick, for example, it looked like he, he made him run all the way back to the goal I've line. I've never seen that before. The ball was in the air 79 yards. It was incredible. 5-2-2 hang time. I thought we were going to get a touchback. I went, holy cow. Um, we had a lot of missed tackles. It turned we had three guys football. right around him. Turned yeah. into backyard football. The guy wanted it more than we did. That's what I was upset about. That's what I told our guys. And, you know, that should never happen to our – especially our kickoff team. I think we have one of the better kickoff teams in the league. And, you know, we got to get back to covering kickoffs like we normally do. At Houston, the, the booth to call the games is on the eighth floor. I mean, we are – practically in the roof as far away oh, wow. from the field as you can be mm-hmm. but you know how he's feeling after a given play positive yeah. or negative right. you, you are easy to spot which i love about. i love that yeah a little bit uh yeah i think i wear my emotions on my <laughs> you do there's nothing wrong with that that's you know good. where you stand that's right <laughs> coach battle of ohio hopefully we can bring home the win in yes, that sir. one and then uh army navy 
on on Saturday as good as it gets. Always love your perspective. Uh, go Navy, beat Army, and thanks for your time, sir. Right. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate the great it. brief. The great brief. Joining us here in studio. The score is coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on E50 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. When you're on the injured list, get some help getting back into the game. Give 1-800-ELK-OHIO a call for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Time for another edition of The Scores. Hello, Gibby. Not on. Still not. Yeah, how about now? Week 14. I'm going to tell you, if I was still doing the demerits, you you have lapped, I think, Z, in the last two months. Yes. That you're getting clipped by it even more than he. It's I do think, to be fair, Gibby, you know I'm usually with I, you on I the demerits. Where, where, I'm team Gibby on demerits. By but the way, i got to be honest. Argentina, goal. 34th minute. Who got it? Nothing. Who got it? Uh, it wasn't messy. I don't know who it was. They're all hugging him. He's at the bottom of the pile. I'm not sure. Messi on the assist. Opportunity Actually, for them. Yes, it was messy on the assist. Of course. Sits in the middle. Sets him free. So that would be them against Croatia in in a final as Croatia has taken out Brazil. Brazil has the best name for uh Nick, you know all these have different nicknames for their teams. You guys know what the Brazilian the nickname for the Brazilian team is? No. The Samba Kings. Mm, I like that. I like that. Isn't that great? Yeah. I like that. I don't going back to the whole demerit conversation. Mm-hmm. Every time I got Z going <laughs> like I, I feel that like is that's a, a demerit. No, that is a not silent protest of the lack of an on-air light. Which like it, no one in this room has any control over. Well, you uh, designed the studio. You designed the studio. You say you're the head honcho. What do you have a sign that says and so right there? We've had the engineers in here that are like, we we have tried to come up with an alternative solution, and short of having to redo the entire studio. And I'm like, well, you said it. You said it, man. You said it, man. Yeah. Okay. Nobody messes well, with go, the Jesus. Go talk to Mr. Rush. Nobody is he here? Nobody messes with the Jesus, man. Nobody. Rush is here. Oh, Bring him man. in. I don't know who else is here. Nobody. <laughs> Ghost. Us and Prief. Murph. Murph. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we're at. Yeah. Welcome to a Friday in December when we're on the road. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Ghost Town. Look at the parking lot. When's the last? That's like. That's like when we're here and everyone's on summer vacation. There might yeah. be more of our beat media in the media room downstairs than there are people in this building. I believe that. I have a problem with that. Because locker room just wrapped probably about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I believe that. Craziness. All right. Uh, let's get down to it, gentlemen. Week 14 in the National Football League. It is a light week because, for whatever reason, we decided to give a bunch of teams a the bye week. I don't ever recall this many teams being in a bye in what is the final regular season week of fantasy football. They used to be all done by week 13. Yeah. This is this is wild. This is pretty crazy to think that this is the case. Um, noted players out in fantasy this weekend. Noted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What uh, what was our record last week? How'd we do? 
Last Keep week, it above water. you went nine and six. I went eight and seven. We now sit at 36 games over 500, 34 over 500 combined, 70. Is that good? This has a chance. We have a few weeks, we have five weeks left. We have a chance, I think, to break our all-time record. The, the year one, I think, was our all-time record over 500. Yeah. Me, I know you have all the data. Yeah, let me pull it up. You don't have to. Let me try I mean, I, it. let's not. It's kind of like talking to a pitcher and a no-hitter. Like, let's not jinx. Okay. Because we haven't even really had that many losing weeks. I, hardly any. I mean, even a losing week is like seven and nine. I mean, there's never. We have no one's had like a three and eleven. So the record. So this is. I can tell you this. Yeah. This is our best. We're at 70 right now. Yeah. The year that was our best combined in the regular season was combined 72, 28-44, which was 2018. Okay. So we're trending best ever. Best ever. Yeah. That's right. Let's get You're down welcome. to it. You're welcome. To yeah, the you are AFC welcome. Norris Christmas. Division. We like gifts. Yeah. It's like if you're at a box ca- of that. If you're at a casino. Yeah. And you go on a real heater at the blackjack table. Throw a shekel. You throw a chip. To the, to the dealer, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for the all heat. your help. Appreciate yeah. the effort. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Sending kids to college here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Ratbirds, Baltimore, 8 and 4. No Lamar Jackson traveling to the land of hot dog water in Pukerville. It is the Pukers <laughs> versus the Ratbirds to kick things off in week 14. Uh, the Squealers, by the way, have won two in a row. Mm-hmm. Ratbirds got lucky against Denver last week. Zaguro, the floor is yours. <sighs> Huntley was clutch at the end of that game. They're not very good. I'm not so sure that the Steelers are very good. But at home, Pukerville, TJ Watt back, impactful, though he's questionable. Did you see that? He's questionable with a rib injury. I did. I did see that. Steelers, three. Mm, mm, mm. Ravens, two. Oh God! Ugh. This is it's it's, it's a gross AFC, game. This I mean, is it could an be AFC North. It's awful. Beat them These up. two teams suck. I think it could be like, and I realize the Ravens are eight and four, but they haven't played good. They've really probably not played a clean game. I mean, their schedule. So they they lost to Balt. They lost to Buffalo in Week Four. They beat the Bengals in Week Five. That's probably the last, like, really good, fully put together team that they beat. That since then they beat. Uh, they were at the Giants. Uh, they beat us twenty three to twenty. Um, they beat the Bucks. They beat the Saints. They beat the Panthers. They beat the Jaguars by one. And Bronco lost to Jaguars by one and beat the Broncos by one. This is brutal. I like same but different. Steelers four. Ravens won. <laughs> Real like good it. baseball score here as we yeah. kick off week 14. Uh, t- <laughs> oh, my God. This you want to talk about gross? Let me give you gross. The Houston Texans won 10-1. They're going back to Davis Mills. They've lost seven in a row. They are on the road. It is the battle for Texas supremacy. Houston visiting the Big D. Dallas 9-3 and and winners of three straight. Bishop, floor yours. I would never be involved in this one, ever. Um, all right. The last two of their last three, this, the, the, here's, all right, let's start here. This Cowboys team can slump you. Yes, they are slumpable. They are all in, and they will bury you. Um, I was very comfortable with this at 16 and a half. Very, very comfortable. 
Comfortable, 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 comfortable. Seventeen, and a hook. Sheesh. I don't think they're beating him by seventeen, though. I think if they're if they're committed to full slump town, they're beating him by thirty. If they're like what they did to the if Colts they're last not week. that if they're saying we don't need to do that two weeks in a row, let's just ease up, then it's going to be like a thirteen, like ours. Yeah. Slump city. I can't believe I'm doing it. Cowboys, 38, Texans, 7. Houston's that bad. They are that bad. I know they are. I know they are. And no Brandon Cooks, no Nico Collins. Plus, Jarrah. Jarrah bearing it, bearing Texas. I'm I'm going with the Cowboys, too. And we'll we'll both regret that. We're both going to regret it. It's so many. It's too many points. So many. Vegas, thank you. Uh, Vegas has already won. They should give us. (laughs) Yes, Vegas. Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, oh, we just, told you. We tried to tell you. All right. We did. Okay. I literally said on this show, you I said, can't, ram it. I said, I can't quit six. Ram it. Huge. And then and I then said, on the, look. then you gave the look. I said on the off air podcast, there is no way that the Rams <laughs> don't cover. Did <laughs> I not? Valid. Witness. 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 One day we're going to release it all. Yeah. But boy, we, whatever the record so sure was for the, whatever, whatever the record was for the Beckham downloads. This one you this will, it. Oh my god, it'll smash. Yeah, that'll be the it. that'll be the last thing that we ever do. Well, that, well that's it'll fine. Be that's why that's it's fine. yeah, that's why it's not yet released. Uh, we to have the things AFC to do. AFC South we go. Jacksonville is 4 and 8. The Titans 7 and 5. Titans have lost two games in a row. They just fired their GM because he traded their star wide receiver in the offseason. That was cold blood. Titans uh, eh, a little struggle but they're ho- I mean, they're hosting Jacksonville. Come on, Zagura. I feel like it's now or never for the Titans. Is Trevor Lawrence fine? He avoided injury. I don't think he's he- fine. Is he playing? Scarlet. Young Scarlet. Look at it. Oh, he yeah. likes us. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, I-, I think the Titans get back on the winning track. 24-17. Derrick Henry, not because I need you in fantasy. Really don't. We're making the playoffs no matter what, but would like to see you get on track for the fantasy playoff push. Just, just saying. Same. Rally behind Vrabel. Pencil pusher pushed out. Everyone on Team Vrabel. Let's go. Machismo everywhere. Big chestiness. Yeah. Yep. Let's go. We go to the NFC Norris division and a big one. All of a sudden, here comes DLD. The Lions are 5-7 and on the year. They welcome in the 10-2 and Minnesota Vikings who continue to find a way to get things done. Can they keep the ball rolling? Bo Bishop. This is just, there are certain franchises that can't have nice things. And I think Detroit's just one of those franchises that can't have nice things. So all I need is Minnesota to just win. That's it. And they're not playing that great. They're not good defensively. They're not playing great. Not at all. But can Detroit have nice things? And the answer to that is no. Minnesota 31, Lions 30 on a last-second field goal. Do you remember Judge Smales referring to what the Scots call the greatest game on the planet? No, I do not. Goff, without the L. He's playing great football. He's in a <laughs> dome. He's on fire. Jamison oh, Williams, no. they're saving oh, him. God. Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, man. DLD, man. Listen, we're starting to put together, man. We're a tough out, oh, man. man. We're a tough out at home. And I think the Vikings, they need to have some losses on their resume. This is one. Who's taking the Lions? Nobody. I know. Nobody's doing it. The Vikings, what do you say? The Vikings, what are they, 10 and 2? And that's the wine in front of you. And I'm taking it, and I am gulping from that chalice. Lions, 37. 
Kirk Cousins 34 shootout in the Motor City. Can either of you give me the point differential on the Lions? They're, or I'm sorry, on the Vikings. They are 10-2. and two. Yes. Total point differential. You probably have looked. 36. Give it. They're 10-2. and two. 36. That's 45. Eight more wins. 10. I thought it was in the 30s. Point differential of plus 10 for mm. Minnesota. Now, part of that's 40-3 to three loss to Dallas. Sure, sure, sure. Part sure, of it. sure, sure. Still, four. At, te- at 10 and 2, that's crazy. To the AFC East we go. And a big one. Are the New York Jets for real? Are they not for real? Is Mike White for real? The Jets going to Buffalo in Bills Mafia. Winners of three in a row, but Von Miller out for the year. Zagura. Feels like a monstrous number with not a whole lot of yeah. Who is that? Hey, he's taking good care of Lucia Lucy, so far. You stay in your room. No, Mike White's there with Garrett Mike Wilson, White. isn't he? Mike White's there. Yeah. Final episode. You've gotten this far with my girl Lucia. It's been rushed. I well, we'll it's see. gonna be. We'll see. It's Look, gotta it's be. Gonna be. I don't want to leave. I don't either. I most importantly, take care of Lucia. You got take one care job. Of Lucia. Take Lara Lucia and give you a little backdoor cover. It's all you need. It's important to have the cover. That's right. Bills, 31. Jets, 27. Same. Yeah. Same. That's a big number. That's a big one. Yeah. Uh, speaking of teams and whether or not they are for real or not, the 7-4-1 New York football Giants fresh up a tie with Washington. Uh, they welcome in the 11-1. and Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles 5-0 on the road, and if my quick look is any indication, they are the only team undefeated on the road yet in 2022. Bishop. Slump City. Giants are terrible. They suck. And Saquon's hurt. Again, it's just trending toward both New York teams not making the playoffs after being the kings of the league early on. Huge, huge Jalen Hurts and and Philly. Do you guys prefer? Do you think Philly doesn't get enough love well i mean i have them going uh i have them no, going to the super bowl Phila versus philly Phila. philly i've never even like heard of water, it well Phila was how it would be like you Phila. the old, the old Delphi, sixers yeah. used to have Phila. Phila yeah true true yeah with like the in the old days eagles huge huge, huge. fly eagles fly to the huge. afc west we go this was uh sunday night foosball it got flexed out yet cbs is sending their number two broadcast team mahomes to air it i understand that it's mahomes but Come on. People like uh, going to Denver. Rocky Kansas Mountain High. City, 9-3 and three on the road, trying to get that number one spot back after losing to Cincinnati last week. They go into Denver. Denver, 3-9 and nine on the year. I'm trying to look and see. I believe Zagura's up first. If the Chiefs can score 20, they cover. That's it. And I believe that they uh, can. This, the number's down to 9. Oh, we'll all the better. It, even all better. the better. Give us all, all of it. Yep. Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. Huge. Next up, speaking of games that I can think of other things worth doing, uh, Carolina, 4-8 on the year, visiting 7-5 Seattle. Can you imagine being Carolina watching franchise savior Baker Mayfield after you cut him going to the Rams and winning 98 yards in a minute, and then you got to play that week on the West Coast going what could have been? Imagine that. God, that's got to be psychologically Brutal. damaging. Brutal. Yeah. Seahawks. Bigly. I don't even think they show up. Bigly. Why would they? Yeah. yeah like, you no, blew it, boy. 
You blew it, boy. Seahawks, big. Next, Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, 6-6 six and six on the year. Despite the fact that they have no business even being as good as 6-6, six and six, find themselves with a two-game lead in the NFC South. They are visiting Pedro, not Pedro, and the 49ers, 8-4 and four on the year. Brock Purdy, is it Brock Purdy? That's right. Did I have that right, or Garrett Purdy, Brock Purdy? I went to high school, I think, with a Garrett Purdy. Uh, Zagura, Pedro. Brock Purdy. That's right. Is giving three and a half sure to Tom is. Brady. That's right. Which means there's no way the Niners lose this game. Nate, we're going to the Super Bowl. Purdy's going to do exactly what Kyle told him. Nate, Kyle is a genius, so if his quarterback just does what he said, it's going to be really good. But, Dad, earlier you said Kyle runs people into the ground and you don't really think he's that good of a coach. Nate, stop bringing that back up. I'm fully on board now. Look at Brock Purdy. It's Purdy. Same. Brady was brutal last time out, too, until the final drive when he made a couple of plays. I like I like the Niners and a full week to cook up some Debo McCaffrey love. 30 seconds left in the segment to Sunday Night Foosball. The Dolphins never came home. They've been on the West Coast all week. They've been getting ready for Los Angeles and the Chargers, who are 6-6 six and six on the year. Sweet. Dolphins, tough loss last week at 8-4. and four. Fast track, smart coach versus coach who thinks he's smart. Give Slump. me the actual fast coach. Slump City, Dolphins. That's me being a Dolphin. Bigly, Bigly. Bigly. <laughs> <laughs> we got our game coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the official printer partner of your Cleveland Browns. When you depend on your Browns win, you can always depend on OBM. They'll tackle any size office. The number is 216-45-2000. Or visit OhioBusinessMachines.com. Browns, Bengals, Cincy. The greatest dive bar on the road. O'Malley is in the alley. So if you want to buy, give me a cocktail. That's where you'll be Saturday night. Kate York from 47 oh, yards. God. Text 23. Jerk. That's what they have in their stands. If you're, if you're being like a menace, text, text jerk. 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 Right in the middle of his pick. <laughs> Just so we can get it a text jerk. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to do a show here. <laughs> you're, you're right in the middle of the prediction. Oh, yeah. big drama. <laughs> 23. Text jerk. Yeah. Kate York. <laughs> text jerk. Who needs it? 23-21 Browns. Next level next. Thanks for listening. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Text jerk. I'll text it right now. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.